0: betting show on severe mma here is your host sean sheehan What's up everybody, welcome back to uh, the UFC 266 betting show, myself and uh, my good friend Graham McDonald is here as, uh, we take a, a look at uh, UFC 266 which goes down uh, this uh, Saturday night. It's in Vegas, I'm not even sure where it's on to be honest, but anyway, uh, we must tell you that this episode is free for everyone because of our good friends over at BetUS. As you can see here, if you go to severemma.com forward slash BetUS, it'll take you right here You've got 125% sign-up bonuses open to our friends in the U.S. and Canada. And everyone knows sports betting season is in full force. Uh, The NHL, NBA, the NFL is just starting back as well. And obviously, big MMA event this week uh, with UFC 266. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. This is BetUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call uh, 800-69-BET-US, that is 800-MY-BET-US, receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the code severe MMA. They have re and furl bonus offers too, uh, Bet-US is known as America's favourite sportsbook, Bet-US is all your NBA, NHL games, uh, with player props, and the same with, with MMA, you can see them all, uh, if you go to the uh, the UFC tab for, for this weekend, they have the Ryder Cup coming up, uh, as well as, I think it's already kicked off, or it's on this weekend anyway, if not, uh, the casino, racing, and everything, uh, on mobile, and on the web as well, so uh, follow my lead, and the lead of uh, thousands before you, get your phone online, and social betting partner, and get the one with integrity and longevity, uh, Bet US. You bet, you win, you get paid. Bet US. Go to severema.com, forward slash bet US, and use the promo code severe MMA for 125% sign up bonus. Uh, US and Canada will get that. So, Graham, we have UFC 266 this weekend uh, Volkanovski versus Ortega. Uh, Diaz uh, as well making his long-awaited comeback against Robbie Lawler, and we also have the women's flyweight title fight, Valentina Shevchenko against Lauren Murphy. I want to start with the main event though because we there's been a lot of talk this week. I think about Diaz versus Lawler, and you know rightly so. Nick Diaz is is the star on the show, I suppose, but I, I think this main event is a very fascinating one because I like I went back and watched a good few fights uh, of uh, of Boltman. And I feel like I, I feel like this is a more um Volkanovsky fight than it is a an Ortega fight, to be honest. Like even looking at the odds here, it's 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 very close, like four to seven uh Volkanovsky at the moment and eleven to eight. And Obviously these these odds are kind of moving all the time, especially the Diaz Lala one, which we will get to. Um I I favor Volkanovsky here and your first bet I know you've gone for Volkanovsky to win on points. You favor him in, in a big way too?
1: yeah well i think you know as you mentioned as we talked about in the podcast you know uh, volkanovsky's strength of competition has been a lot higher and i think as i mentioned he's uh, he's probably the most underrated champion or one of the most underrated high level fighters in the ufc in my opinion he he doesn't really get the respect he deserves for the the level of competition he's beaten and being the champion and his skill set and his performances so I think, you know, I think uh, Ortega has obviously made a lot of strides in his striking and he's not just a jiu-jitsu guy anymore like maybe he was before. But I think, you know, his style of maybe taking taking hits to give hits is not really going to work against Volkanovski. Volkanovski going to be too fast for him on the feet, I think. I think he's a very good game planner and very good at sticking to a, a game plan. And he's he's been five rounds ago a good few times now. So I think there's a lot of advantages for Volkanovski here. I think he'll be wary of, obviously, the ground game and uh, even clinching with uh, with Ortega, I think. We've yeah. seen Ortega, you know, pull modified guillotines uh, on the feet and things like that. So I think that'll be part of the game plan to kind of uh, not really follow him into any grappling, potentially grappling situations and just kind of Beat him up on the feet as much as possible for five rounds.
0: Yeah, I I would tend to agree, and I know you've gone for um you've gone for a points win at a thirteen tail. And just check my notes here. I, I was looking at it, and I really, I I just think the line is too close. I, I really do. I I think I think Volkanovski. I mean, you know, may, may, you know the, the, when I say the line is too close, I I think Volkanovski has ways to win it, but all the ways to win it are kind of. Uh, I'm not sure which one he's going to do it like. like I, 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 okay, he's not going to submit him, I don't think. But I, I, if I was to pick, I would probably say he will win on points. But I just feel like after watching some of his old fights uh, and watching the Korean Zombie versus Brian Ortega again, I feel like that Brian Ortega performance was maybe not as good as it looked at the time. It was, no, it was a good performance, don't get me wrong, in, in any way, shape or form. But it wasn't as standout as, say... Volkanovski against the Holloway twice over, what was it, 10 rounds. I think that's the sort of standout performance that I would be looking at more coming in here. And, you know, Volkanovski is... I, I, I'm i very interested because, you know, when you fight Max Holloway, you have to kind of adjust your game plan because, you know, Max Holloway is very tough. You know he can go five rounds. You know he's the cardio and he's an all-around game. Um, whereas Volkanovski before, and the same with say, someone like Inaldo, but but Volkanovski was more of kind of an attacking, aggressive fighter, before that and I'd be interested to see if he kind of adjusts his game a little bit here and is more attacking and more aggressive against Brian Ortega and that's why I've kind of stayed away from this a little bit because I th- I think you could be right absolutely with the decision uh, win here but I feel yeah. like he could get a finish I wouldn't be surprised well, I think the did. five
1: rounds you know the five rounds is part of probably part of the reason why he, he you know conserves and kind of maybe doesn't, doesn't go for the finish as much we've seen that with a lot of yeah. champions like you know dating back to GSP and probably before so i i think you know uh he's a, he, it's not that he plays it safe but he doesn't take big risks when if, if at all possible you know and um you know people like max holloway who you know after his last performance people were talking about is he the best boxer in the ufc oh he's he's amazing but for some reason volkanovsky just hasn't got the robe off these these legends like holloway and aldo who who he's beaten yeah. so i think um yeah, maybe it could. It could end up being like a late TKO or something. But I think Brian Ortega is very tough, and we'll always have that. Um, Weariness in, Volk- in Volkanovsky's mind about going to the ground unless he's sure that you know he's finished him before following him for ground and pound.
0: Hundred mm-hmm, percent. I'm looking at the odds here. Volkanovski seven to two at the moment. Obviously that can can, can change again. Eleven uh, here, but you got the power price. I think uh, on that with the with the Irish bet, but on on uh, Bet US as well. They uh, you know the, the American price as well. It's just around that as well. Eleven or twelve to one by submission. That's probably not going to happen. Six to one or take a KO. Uh, 92 on points and 13 to two by submission. So if you do fancy Ortega and this one, there's a lot of the uh, a lot of money to be made on him if you uh, if you can pick the right one there. But yeah, I I feel like this is going to be a fight uh for Volkanovski, and I think uh, as you kind of mentioned there, Graham late. Or a decision, I think, is is probably how it's going to go uh, here. So that's uh, that's your first bet. My first bet, I'm going for Valentina Shevchenko to win by uh, by submission, um, and that is five to one at the moment. It Was six to one the other day, actually. I checked. So that's moving in now a little bit at, at this stage. Um, and I think as we get closer, Shevchenko will move in and in and in because people will be putting her in parallels and different things. And, uh, you know, people will be betting on her, even if it is something like this where it's a bit of a higher odds, just because you know she's going to win. It's just, you know, the, the method, you could take a chance on that. But I think Shevchenko, it was funny, I was listening to, to Chael Sandin saying something the other day, and I wouldn't normally listen to Chael Sandin saying much these days, to be honest. But I was listening to him talking about how Shevchenko, he used to think, her ground game was the weakness, and that you know, to win the fight, you have to get her to the ground. And now, getting her to the ground is almost as as tough as as fighting her on the feet because. You know we've seen she okay she knocked out Jessica and did she not she did she knock out someone more recently as well but a lot of her fights have been going to the ground and you know maybe okay maybe it could be a ground pound or something like that but I feel like she has been looking for submissions um throughout her last few fights she's she's gotten a couple of submissions in the UFC, if I'm not mistaken but the fact that she just gets the fight to the ground and people know if she. Like, if you get to fight to the ground against uh, Shevchenko and she lands on top, she is vicious there. And her elbows and everything like that, she's just a really vicious fighter there. You're going to open up. You're going to, you know, give yourself, um, uh, try to give yourself the opportunity to either get back up, to get her down or push her against the cage or to get on top. And I think that's a dangerous game. And that's how you get cotton submissions, you know, at the highest level. And I also think we talk about submissions in MMA and maybe not seen as many at the highest level. And this is going against my bet from the, the start of the year where I said uh, there would only be a, what one submission in UFC championship fights. But if you look at the, the um, wh- where we see submissions in MMA these days are either lower level fighter versus lower level fighter or high level fighter against not, not necessarily a lower level fighter, but if there's a, a gap in the abilities between the two of them, that's where you see submissions in MMA. And that's exactly what we have here. There's a big gap between Lauren Murphy and Valentina Shevchenko. Don't get me wrong, Murphy deserves this title shot. She's done very well, but she has little to no chance to win here. And uh, I think the the submission at, what is it, 5-1... to one, I think that's a good bet. I think that is a, that, I think that's a good bet. You've kind of you've avoided this one, Graham. What, mm. What's your thinking
1: on it? Yeah, she's she's never been finished, but like, you would think she probably will get finished in this fight. But she is ex- extremely tough, and would probably you know, I'm not sure. Could go either way. She could just tough it out and take a hell of a beating, or you know, uh, she could end up getting TKO. The ref could end up stopping it, like if if she drops or if uh, if if there's a barrage and a standing TKO or something like that. So. You know, betting on Valentina straight up is, isn't gonna isn't gonna isn't much of a bet. So I just stayed away from that one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I would. I, I just I fancied the submission from from the very start. So I'm go I'm going for it. So I'm going I'm going to go with that one. I actually think this is the first card in the while I'm actually going to maybe have a bet. Uh, I don't I don't do that much betting. I like uh, if I see something that sticks out. But there's two bets to me that stick out in this, and that the next one is actually one we've bought gun for, and this price has gone in and in and in. Robbie Lawler to win this fight. It was almost even money at one stage. Last mm-hmm. night it was four to five. Now it's four to six. So this price is getting. Uh, you need to go down to the bookies or go to if you're in the US and, and Canada. Go to severebet.com forward slash bet US. and bet on this now because this is uh, this price is not going to be there for a while. The weird thing about this as well, Graham, is and you know we we could talk about Robbie Lawler and and Nick Diaz as a fight, but I feel like. I I woke up this morning to the reaction to Brett Akamoto's interview with Nick Diaz, and everyone is talking like, "Oh, Nick Diaz said he doesn't want to fight." You know, Nick Diaz doesn't love the game anymore. He doesn't. Oh, he hates fighting. Diaz, yeah. he's been doing that for ten fucking years. I I actually, you know, it's it reminded me yesterday.
1: Well, it's been so long. You know, a lot of people weren't like, around at that yeah, stage. Exactly. Or,
0: that's, a, that's, a, that's exactly the point well, I was going he to make. You
1: couldn't forget, but they, yeah, they haven't been around, so... <laughs> yeah, <But laughs> they might have seen the odd clip or something, but they haven't really no, experienced Nick Diaz.
0: They don't understand him, and that was the whole point I was going to make, because I, I tweeted out yesterday, Nick Diaz has never fought in Reebok Sharks. That's how long he's been gone, you know?
1: Yeah. He, he, he he's
0: Venom to Venom, he went, because he fought in his last one against Anderson Silva and Venom Sharks, his own ones, with the ad sponsors and everything, and now he's on, in Venom again. And that, you know, that's obviously, a, you know, a bit of a, a factoid, but it's also shows you how long he's been gone and in that time you know conor mcgregor's gone to superstardom and he's brought so many new fans in with him and you know ronda rousey's been around and everything like that and brought a lot of new fans with her and now there's probably a bit of overlap there i haven't looked up the dates a lot but the pandemic also brought in a lot of new fans and there's a lot there's like this new mma twitter thing as well which is around which you know there's a lot of these you know kind of meme accounts and stuff and talking about the fights and they they don't know Nick Diaz like they act like they're Nick Diaz fans. You know a lot of people. Yeah. But it's been do that, it's been
1: six and a, six and a half years a since. he time. fought, So yeah. like that's a very long time. Yeah, and I'm you not know, I'm not a of Ten years since he mm-hmm. last won a fight. So this is like you know this is to a lot of people this is uh, a new guy coming in. Yeah, and coming I, back.
0: I'm not uh, I'm not taking shots at those people. I think it's. But it's that's that's just the fact of it. Like they just don't know him, and I I think that's funny. And they, I think it's I think they the would lines. have heard
1: of Nick Diaz. They yeah. would have known him. Oh, he's he's like Nate. Probably would have thought. Yeah. Him. Oh, he's just like Nate, but he's he's like Nate in a lot of ways. But he's he's, he's also not. not like he's no. also his own unique, <laughs> weird person. <laughs>
0: Nate is the sort of guy where. He's he's way more coherent than Nick, you know. Nate will say something and he'll make a point, or you see him at McGregor in the press conference, and you know it can be a back and forth one two sort of thing. With Nick, it's like a ten minute tirade, and he could no, well not tirade the wrong word, but you know what I mean. And he says There's a
1: stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just what his actual thoughts uh. are just being uh, <laughs> spoken. Just
0: everyone, can no control. It. I saw someone. I think it was Dan Stupp put up a thing today, and it was like Nick Diaz could say, "I hate fighting." One second and then like a minute later say, I love fighting, and when the reporter's like, What you just said you hated, it's like yeah, I never said that. <laughs> you know, it's like that's exactly what Nick Diaz
1: is. And people like you get slap.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like get slap, exactly, yeah. But uh I, I the problem with this is I kinda knew this was gonna happen and I don't think it should be happening. Like if you think Nick Diaz was gonna win yesterday at this time. And you don't think he was going to win after that interview. You don't know Nick Diaz very well. Now, I thought he was going to lose before the interview. I thought he was going to lose after it. If it make no difference. But this is Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz is like this. He, he's always talked. It's not And it's not talking shit. It's just, as you said, stream of consciousness. Just mad like lads high off their fucking face talking shit. You know, on, on a dark Saturday night or something like that. That's Nick Diaz
1: 24-7. But the fight itself, like... You have What to, before you break it into fight. What do you hmm. think about them? The move to middleweight, uh, the late change.
0: I think that benefits Nick a bit. What do you think?
1: I don't know. Like in in, in a way, it does. But if Nick is asking for this late on, does that mean yeah. that he's carrying an injury here and he can't make the weight? Because you you know this guy does triathlons. He, he he's a pretty fit guy. Well, why can't he make the weight?
0: Well. Or he just doesn't want to just doesn't He doesn't want, want to, to do the
1: media he doesn't want to make the wait yeah. Maybe
0: I think I think it's more It that. does
1: kind of Raise a few questions though
0: It does raise a few questions 100% raises questions But I, I do think And I think everyone thinks Probably it's just He doesn't want to I, I think Rebecca Hitman tweeted I was like uh, Nick Diaz realised uh, You have to cut co- away He kind of forgot for yeah, for He forgot very, uh, yeah. oh,
1: This is terrible I forgot how bad this is Let's not do this
0: The one thing I think From that Brett Akamoto interview That sticks out to me Is that And it's hard to decipher What Nick Diaz is saying, but I but I believe he was saying was he reached out to some of his old team to ask him to come on board for this camp, and some people said no. You know, some people said oh, I haven't spoken to you in a while, and I'm not coming on board. So that's interesting. Like I, I, and I don't think Nick is the sort of guy who trusts new people that well or brings in kind of new people like that. Now he said he did have a few, all right, but I I think that's an interesting thing. But look, that's that's neither here nor there. I think the fight itself, like Nick. Nick was a great fighter when he was a great fighter, but I just feel like, as you said, not winning a fight in 10 years, being out of the cage for six years, uh, being away from the sport as well for a long time. And I I don't think he maybe fell off the wagon or fell onto the wagon, maybe, as much as as some people make out. But I just think Robbie Lawler has been there and he's been fighting at a a pretty good level. Now, Robbie Lawler isn't what he, he was either. Make no mistake about that. But in the time Nick Diaz has been away, Robbie Lawler has won the UFC championship, defended it a couple of times, and then lost it again. And, you know, has been has been taking tough fights the whole way along. I just think Robbie will be too teak-tough at the moment. And, you know, that's a funny thing to maybe say when you're fighting a Diaz, brother. But when you're six years out of the cage, you're going to lose a little bit of that, 100%. And I just think Robbie Lawler is going to go in there, uh, and he's just going to take the fight to Nick Diaz and take it from him, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, like I, I think it will probably be a slow fight for the first couple of rounds, but we've seen what Robbie Lawler fights over the last while. He has upped the pace a little bit, and I think the way Diaz fights as well, with the, the way judging is these days, it's going to be tougher for him to, w- to win the fight. And I think it'll probably be long, but I I think Robbie Lawler will get the finish. What, what do you think?
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think Nick will uh, try to, to drag it long, but after being out for so long... Oh, it's going to be hard, like you can be in shape, but being in fighting shape I think is, has shown in the past, we've seen in the past that it's different. Um, his timing, will his timing on his punches and his combinations be the same as it was? It's a long time out, how much sparring has he been doing uh, in terms of like actual fight replication sparring? Uh, there's so many questions around Nick, and um, you know the game moves very on very quickly. Like in 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 six years and ten years, it's the game's a different game, and mm-hmm. um uh, like it'd be it'd be great, it'd be a great story if Nick could come back here and, and win. And he's beaten Robbie before, and he was the underdog before, and yeah. you know um, Nick's kind of always relished the kind of underdog status, the me against the world, nobody. Nobody respects me. I don't get what I deserve. All that stuff. So you know, you know, Nick Diaz is, is a dangerous guy. But I think, you know, as you said, Robbie Lot has been in there against top guys consistently. Okay, he hasn't won all those fights, but he hasn't been uncompetitive. He hasn't looked like washed up. It isn't a case of BJ Penn or anything like that. So I think, um, I think it'll probably, it might be a like. It might be a late finish, or yeah. a, more likely a, a decision.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would tend agree with that. Yeah, I would. Um, Curtis Blades is your next one. You against Jarzinho Rosenstruck, You fancy him to get the KOTK here, eleven to eight. It's not a bad price. Man. Yeah. I assume you think he's going to take him down and and beat him up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he'll take him down, and uh, Rosenstruck won't be able to do much from there. Um you'll get frustrated and probably get grand pounded uh, out. Uh, Curtis Blade hits hard and, mm-hmm. and I think he's um you know he he's a guy who's going to go for takedowns early and often uh, and I think he will be able to get one of them and I think that would probably be that probably be it.
0: Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, I was looking at the betting here and I think that's probably the way to go. You know, I think uh, I think he probably will KO TKO him. I, look, it's one of those fights where with Rosenstruck, Sometimes he looks great, and other times he looks, you know, there for the take. And I think someone like Blades is a bad style matchup for him. Um,
1: the if thing- you play into his game, like he, he'll cause you a lot of trouble. But if you, yeah. if you do, if you play your own game, if Blades plays to his strengths. I think it's a tough night. Yeah,
0: it really is. The thing with Blades, though, he does leave himself open sometimes, and we've seen him, you know, get sparked in, in fights uh, against, uh, you know, most recently against your, your boy Derek Lewis. So he's, yeah. he, is, he is open for it, but, uh, yeah, I, I would uh, I would fancy Blades there as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my last one then, that's, that's your three. So, you've gone for Lawler, uh, Volkanovsky on points and in Blades. And I've gone for Lawler as well. Blades um, by KO, yeah. Blades yeah, by BK KO, K. sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm just pulling up mine here. So, I've gone for Lawler, uh, Shevchenko by submission. And my last one, I, I couldn't decide between the two of them. And I saw this price. So, Marlon Morris and Dash Vili, to end in a KO or TKO, a three to one. Now, mm. I-, I like this because I think I, I kind of... Ha- not half fancy, like maybe 25% fancy Marais to catch him, you know, and knock him out. And I, I, I'm not like really confident in that. But if that doesn't happen, Marais has been getting very tired recently, you know, and has been kind of... I, I don't. Not giving up is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Being broken, I suppose, is is a better word. And that really kind of breaks people. Now he's not the biggest with output and stuff like that, but if he's throwing Marais around, I can see Marais kind of wilting and wilting and wilting and getting finished towards the end of that fight. If he doesn't get the finish early, because Marais has that ability to finish early as well, so I think three to one for either of them to get a finish. What? If I was like, that's what I think is going to happen. I don't. It could go to a decision. You know, a bantamweight as I bantamweight. Well. I think that's
1: really. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't really. He just goes to decision. That's what he does. Yeah. You know, uh he's happy enough to to just play his game and not really take many chances and just kind of win the win the decision. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, if I was going to bet on, if I was going to bet on a finish a KO in that fight, I'd probably go for the the bigger price of just more ice by himself, by TKO, but he is, a, he is a, a bit on the wane, I think, in his career, so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a tough one to call. I, oh, I probably see Ash really just wrestling them to a decision. There'll probably be some hairy moments in there, but, uh, mm-hmm. You know, just this could be a really close, really close rounds and really close fight.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh right, some of the other odds here, uh Cintin Calvio, nine to four, Jessica Andraj one to three. I kind of avoided that as well. I think Andraj is the is the winner of that one, and that price is a little bit uh a little bit small for me. As you mentioned, Blades uh three to ten to win straight up and twelve to five for Rosenstruck. Uh Nick Diaz six to five, Robbie Lawler four to six. I would avoid uh, that Nick Diaz price, totally. I would not go next nor hear that. Uh, ...Shevchenko... eighteen to one on at the moment. Eight to one if you fancy Lauren Murphy. Um Alexander Volkanovsky 4 7, to 8, uh for Brian Ortega. Not not the biggest fan of that, but uh you know we will we'll see how that goes. Uh Jonathan Pierce, five to four, eight to thirteen on Morales, uh Sana Jr. seven to two, Smellisberger one to five, Maximov eight to 5 to four Brundage, uh Jalen Turner Evans, uh Euros four to five. I know Sean Dini I think, was talking about Middlech, and he uh, he thinks that's a good price. So if you fancy that. Roxanne Metaferri, eleven to four, Talia Santos one to four on Chris Dock you know and Roxy has pulled a few you know shocks sh- sh- off in her uh, in her UFC career so I'll live at the four if you fancy that no I don't I don't really fancy it but maybe you do Chris Dock is one to two uh Shami 13 to eight Dan Hooker four to six six to five Nazbar Hackbarast now Hackbarast uh, got his visa and he was in the airport I saw this morning so it looks like that fight is on thankfully so that's great uh, Marlon Moraes 15 to 8 Dash 2 to 5 and yeah that's, that's all of them there so I think a lot of close fights, as we see on on uh, on big ones like this on the on the big uh, pay per view cards, uh, and I'm really really looking forward to it. As I said, if you're in the US or Canada, head on over to uh, to betusseveramed.com forward slash betus, and you, as you can see there, are 125% sign up bonus. Um, all the uh, use the promo code Severe and up to two and a half grand. So that's that's a lot of money there. There's a lot of money to be made there. So if you're in the US and Canada, head on over there and do that. Thank you to everybody. Always, for always
1: seeing. bet. Uh, keep it fun. Always only bet what you can afford to absolutely. lose.
0: Absolutely, and even less maybe. <laughs> you know, better <laughs> yeah.
1: Um You still you still get the same buzz out of a small do, bet yeah. win yeah, a similar buzz anyway. You do absolutely unless um, <laughs> you're already. An addict. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't didn't, didn't be careful.
0: But um yeah, if you if you enjoyed this, it's for free. So bet US for the next uh, three betting shows, for the next three uh, pay per views, it's gonna be free on here. But we have loads of stuff on Patreon. If this is your first time uh listening to this, we do this every month. Uh we have loads of stuff on Patreon. I think there's something like twelve podcasts in the last Eight or nine days. New interviews all the time as well. Patreon.com forward slash Severe my podcast. You'll be helping us out. You'll be literally helping us keep the, keep the lights on. We spent an hour before this almost trying to get my computer working <laughs> to get this recorded. So, uh, yeah, help us out. Patreon.com forward slash Severe podcast. Uh, and enjoy the fights this weekend. We'll see you all next time. Good luck.